folks, welcome back to the My Tech Decisions podcast. We are heading into a third year of remote and hybrid work adoption and our work lives are still filled with video call after video call. To talk about this is Troy Denson, the Senior Manager of Global Accounts at Audio Solutions Provider Sure. Troy and I discuss meeting equity, conference room design, and budgeting for hybrid work needs as we begin 2023. Before we get to Troy, here's a quick reminder that the podcast is available on iTunes, Google, and Spotify to hear advice and opinions from IT experts that can help you make the right decisions for your organization. And now here's Troy Jensen. Troy, we are talking about, um, I guess, the you know the modern distributed work model and what kind of um, you know technologies organizations are looking at as we're heading into year three of this this, this uh, distributed work environment. Um, so, what have we learned, you know, along the way over the last uh, two plus years about about hybrid work? Well, obviously, you know, there's been a lot of evolution. You know, when when we started at the pandemic, uh, people started these conferences in the kitchen, <laughs> and they've learned that it's probably most of the not ideal place uh, yeah. to set up a, a conference when working from home. That's where so I was. The, yeah. Uh, so over the last two years, remote workers they've learned new skills, established a more professional work environment at home. Uh, I, I think the big question for most companies now is what do they need to build at the office to maintain efficient communications and reestablish the office as a desired uh, work destination? Well, how do you, you know, establish the office as a desired work destination? Well, um, you know, certainly uh, improving the technology that is, is in those spaces and, and certainly, uh, you know, <laughs> What they need in the office is much different now than what they needed pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. right? So there, there's really a need now to kind of reassess uh, what a company's needs are. Um, you know, you can look at a more traditional financial firm, and they may perhaps still need that rectangular table, right? And one or two cameras at most where maybe a high tech company or someone in between is looking for a more fluid and more flexible workspace. All right. Um, and one, um, I, it's kind of like a buzzword that, I, that everyone's been writing into, um, you know, over the last uh, maybe year or so is a uh, idea of meeting equity. Um, how would you define, you know, as a, you know, audio visual professional, how would you define meeting equity? Yeah, there are really two parts uh, to the equity issue, right? The first part being uh, the video. Uh, Through the pandemic, we all became accustomed to the Brady Bunch look, right? Mm -hmm. And almost everybody was a head and shoulder shot. Now that people are migrating back to the office, those who are returning to the office are at somewhat of a disadvantage, right? Because now it's still that maybe that long rectangular table with a single camera at the front of the room And everybody who's doing the head and shoulders, you can more clearly see who's speaking, right? Whereas in a group of eight to 12 people with a long camera shot, who said what, right? Right. So there's somewhat of a disadvantage, I think, for those who are returning. And I call this like digital equity, right? So that everybody really needs to share the same amount of uh, screen space, right? So that we can see who's speaking and, and who's trying to address and 
uh, communicate a thought and idea. And then there's the audio side of it, right? Because when someone is hard to hear, you almost dismiss what they're going to say, right? It becomes harder to pay attention to what they're doing. And, and certainly for me, the audio is the strongest component of the two. I, you know, one you of my taglines, yeah. I mean, my tagline always is, you know, without the audio, it's just fancy surveillance, right? right. Yeah, sure. So uh, the audio component is key to maintain uh, communication. If you lose the video, still have the audio, you can still discuss things. Right. Uh, unless you know sign language, it's harder to do that once you lose the, the audio. Yeah, I mean, the business world used desk phones for, you know, uh, decades before video came along. And right. And we did pretty okay. Um, a phone bridge, yeah. Yeah, so how do you solve some of those meeting equity issues using technology? And I know that the collaboration industry um, has really been focused on, on, you know, solving some of these issues with things like, you know, speaker tracking, uh, uh, people framing and things like that. And a lot of that is, you know, built, you know, built into platforms like Zoom, but also um, these new, um, you know, kind of like on-one tools that are coming out. Yeah, it's a combination of both, right? The soft codecs have certainly realized that this is an issue and are trying to resolve it, but they also need some of the camera manufacturers and the audio manufacturers to help assist uh, in a more seamless, you know, camera tracking or face tracking kind of thing. Um so it is a combination between the platform that you decide to use and the technology that you're going to deploy uh, to accomplish that. So going forward as um, you know, we kind of think about what the office will look like in 2023 and you know, budget season is upon us. Um, so what should CIOs be looking at um, for these kind of like baseline requirements for their new, you know, distributed work office? So I, I see the need for more flexible spaces, right? Um, you know, the office is almost now the new offsite, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because people who are not normally in the office are convening there. Um, so there's need to ensure that the office is a destination, as we were mentioning earlier. Right. Uh, amenities, comfort of the spaces, the ease of use is key. Uh, the technologies that companies need to implement um, are important to achieve that flexibility. Uh, you know, there still be some of those standard conference room spaces, but boy, I see a lot more of, you know, the war room or the flexible training room type thing, mm -hmm. because the room needs to be different on any given day, depending upon who's coming to the office. Right. Um, it's a good, it's a good point about that, that flexible working space. I visited, uh, Cisco's new office in, uh, New York and, um, I mean, they, I think hit the nail on the head with how they, how they designed it. Um, there's like something like close to a hundred video ed points everywhere. Um, they only have like maybe a handful of like traditional conferencing rooms, but every other room is like, and they have this one cool room. It's like, looks like a, like a luxury box or like a, like a sports stadium set up. Well, uh, you know, with like that row of like, you know, bar chairs, then a few little like love seats. Um, and then, you know, a display with a camera on it. Um, and there's so several of those. And then, um, you know, there's a bunch of different uh, kind of flexible collaboration spaces uh, like that in a lot of smaller huddle rooms. Um, so with a 
possible recession on their horizon, um, you know, what do you think are some low cost and easy to deploy solutions uh, that, you know, organizations can use to outfit their office for that uh, hybrid work environment and, you know, kind of mimic what companies like Cisco are doing? Yeah. Well, I think it's easier for the company, for companies to do that now. Certainly the, the, the cost of entry is better. Right. Um, you know, even just on the codex side alone, you know, where you were paying maybe $10,000 for the hardware-based codec, the cost per room now for a codec is, is much lower, mm -hmm. uh, particularly on the soft codec side of things. Uh, I, you know, they definitely have a need for more active spaces, right? Um, and we get down to the fact that, listen, their dependence on technology is going to increase, right? Because it, it's hard to predict for any one company, let alone, you know, the entire industry, how what percentage of people are you going to have remote versus how many are you going to require on prem? I mean, the <laughs> these topics are even making the news lines with you know certain uh, social media acquisitions today, right? So, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, w what is the company culture, and what technology do you need to fit that culture? You know, certainly cameras are important. Uh, multi camera. Uh, uh, shoots are normal now, right? I mean, it used to be video conference was that one camera in the front of the room. Now, particularly with flexible spaces, we need more cameras and we need intelligent switching, right? There needs to be smart products in these rooms to be able to do this seamlessly for us. And, and certainly on the audio side, we need adequate coverage regardless of what the room configuration is or how many people are going to be in the room, you know? Uh, that was one of the things through the pandemic was, you know, we certainly saw a lot of these spaces being renovated because what used to be one type of configuration is now a little different. And we certainly can't pack as many people into a room because of, you know, social distancing requirements. Everybody's conscious of that. So the need to reconfigure these spaces is, is key. So it, it really comes down to your camera setup and, you, you know, your audio coverage within the space. Right. Um, um, I, th I think one, one of the issues with kind of like, you know, legacy room systems is that they can be very difficult to use. Um, so are these tools becoming easier to deploy and, and use for users to use and for, you know, IT professionals to manage? Yeah, obviously, I think every manufacturer is looking to try to keep things simple, certainly from the yeah. soft codecs to the peripherals that are being deployed. Um, you know, the, the, the goal here is, though, we, we need to ensure legibility, clear video, intelligible audio, right? Um, so what's key here? Smart devices that can self-adjust to the room, lowering the need for complement, uh, complicated configurations is really what most manufacturers are striving for. Um, it's a requirement. People don't want to spend a lot of time on the configuration of a space, right? And yet make it easy for people who are typically not coming into the office to use the systems that are deployed there, right? So ease of use is paramount, but we still need to ensure that things are flexible enough. So it really comes down to the, how smart devices are, artificial mm -hmm. intelligence and, and things like that that are going to make the rooms easier to use. Right, yeah, and... and I see that being built into uh, UC systems. Um, anytime there's a new product, there's some kind of, uh, you know, intelligent, you know, uh, noise filtering or, or people are framing or something that goes along yep. with it. Yeah.
Um, yeah, so as, you know, these companies are, you know, investing more in these solutions, um, I think a lot of this, you know, management and um, implementation is getting passed down to IT professionals. Maybe they're doing it themselves or they're contracting with an integrator. Um, and I'm in a lot of IT forums and a lot of these guys are, you know, are just familiar, unfamiliar with AV. It's, it's a different language. I know, you know, AV folks like to talk about the, you know, AV and IT, uh, you know, uh, merging. Um, and I think IT folks see that, see it a little bit differently. So where, um, what are some ways that, you know, IT pros can learn more about uh, these, you know, AV and collaboration solutions? Yeah, I, I can't stress the importance enough of educating yourself, right? I mean, so, you know, trade shows, manufacturer training, online seminar seminars are all good sources to improve your knowledge of conferencing technology, right? Mm -hmm. And and how it might apply to your situation, right? You know, really, it, everybody wants to look at this crystal ball and say, well, you know, what should I be doing, and what what are the, what are the rooms I should be building? When that answer really lies with yourself and your organization, right? right? Figure out what your needs are. How many remote versus on-prem people? Uh, you know, you mentioned the Cisco room earlier, and it's like, is it a one-to-many, or are we talking many-to-many -many kind of thing? So that's really going to determine the type of rooms that you need to build. Uh, you mentioned huddle rooms. You know, logistically, I don't know how many people are going to report to an office to sit in a, a, a conference room with one other person. We've kind of figured out how to do that remotely now, right? Right. So the type of rooms that we're building are, are different. Get the education. Um, I would also say, you know, speak to several manufacturers and interview them. You know, mm -hmm. let them know what your needs are. And, and you know, a little bit of educate yourself, interrogate the manufacturer, and, and figure out what makes sense. Go out and get that education. Hear what some of the vendors have to offer. And then figure out what makes the most sense for your organization. Um, at what point do you, you know, I think a lot of um, IT departments are kind of trying to, you know, do some of this work themselves. I know there are a lot of, um, like we said before, there are a lot of solutions being, um, you know, developed right now that are easy to use, very easy to deploy. And IT pros can just, you know, plug it in and it's ready to go. Um, you know, at what point do you enlist the help of an integrator? Well, I mean, it, it, it's really up to the sophistication of the client, I think. I, I think in most cases, particularly when you talk about IT people who are not educated in the audio video side of things, a, a good integrator can get them to where they need to be much better than if they tried to do it themselves. Right. There are some organizations that have figured out, hey, you know what, in that six seat to 12 seat room, this is our boilerplate, right? This is our rubber stamp. We know how to do that room. But when they get to a training space or they get to an auditorium or they get to something that's a little bit more complicated, uh, they almost always turn to an integrator or consultant uh, to help them uh, configure those spaces. Right. Yeah, I mean, I keep hitting on this point, but you know, things like the, you know, the Logitech Rally or like the Poly R30 video bars, those are as simple as can be you know they're pretty much uh plug and play and boom there's a conference room system uh, absolutely yeah. i mean and and most of those plug and play things are fine for smaller spaces exactly it's, right you know and a lot of people turn to our company 
when they get to that medium or large space, right? Because now the acoustics are less than ideal, mm. uh, you know, and again, the importance of the audio is key, right? So when people don't hear on the far end, they kind of tune out, right? So we get called into right. a lot of spaces that are acoustically problematic. Mm. Are you are you finding that, you know, a lot of folks that, you know, try to do it themselves with those kind of, you know, all-in-one solutions are, are actually figuring, you know, realizing that it's not enough for, you know, these these larger spaces. Are you getting some of those calls? It, it depends on how well-educated they are, uh, how many full-scale models they built that didn't work. Um, right. So, you know, some are pretty well-educated. Again, you know, there's there's a type of space that's in their wheelhouse, right? Again, yeah. part of that six to 12 seat conference room that they've had success with, and now they can boilerplate that or rubber stamp that. But uh, in many instances, if you are new to this, again, you need help. One, yeah. I, I can't stress enough going and getting the education. And, and just like I mentioned the interview manufacturers, interview several integrators, mm. you know, um, I, you know, some approach it properly. And in my estimation, you need to approach it as a room design. It's not just about a camera or a microphone, right? Uh, it comes down to what, what soft codec platform are you on? How are you going to interface with that? How does that room get configured, right? There's so many different considerations when designing a space. Um, so it, it's key. Very good. All right, uh, Troy, thanks very much. I appreciate your time. Sounds great. Thank you.